Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is our 14th day of Podmas where we're putting out an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas. Today we have Netflix 282nd film from 2020. It's the Malaysian Malay language action rom-com All Because of You or Pasal Kai. It's directed by Adrian Teh and stars Herul Azreen, Jana Nick, Amarul Effendi, Namron, and Henley He. I'm Jesse, I'm your host. Welcome. Christmas, it's getting closer, getting getting very close. I'm very excited. Hopefully you're excited for this episode too. And as always, if you wanted to check this film out on Netflix before listening, give us a pause and come back a little bit later on because I'm gonna kick off with the fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. So this one is about a girl who likes a guy, he's clueless about this, but terrorists overtake the hotel where they work. Will this bring them together? Ooh, intriguing. <laughs> um, I've sold this a lot better than I think the film has. Uh, let's talk about how this ended up on Netflix. So this one, um, I guess, we talk about the director, Adrian Te. Um, so this features all, almost all of the actors and actresses from his previous film called Pascal the Movie and from 2018 and his other movie called Weera from 2019. This one was originally scheduled to be released theatrically, but obviously pandemic time, so Netflix picked it up, and this is the first Netflix original Malaysian film. It is adapted from an idea pitched by Herul Azreen, one of the actors in the film. So the, the film's romantic premise was inspired by a real-life experience that um, Azreen had when he worked as a waiter at a luxury hotel. Teh, the director, said in an interview with Mashable Southeast Asia that Azreen approached him with the story and the project took shape from there. This was filmed in Malaysia. It was filmed in the Desiru coast of Johor um, and was produced with financial assistance of about a 30% cash rebate from the National Film Development Corporation of Malaysia too. So a little bit of um, industry support in Malaysia for film. This was released on Netflix on the 1st of October 2020. Um, translations around the world. So the actual Malay title of Pasal Kai, um, it translates directly to Article U. I'm not 100% not sure um, what that means. It's probably some cultural misunderstandings there. The only other title um, that was any sort of uh, mention was in Spanish, it's called All For You. So uh, a couple of, couple of little differences there. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? Uh, not a lot of people have seen this. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there's only two reviews. They're both rotten, so no percentage overall. Uh, the audience, same. There's no actual percentage there. IMDb, it's only been logged by 245 people. So it's instead of 4 out of 10. That's quite low. Uh, Letterboxd, I don't think we've seen this. This doesn't actually have a number on Letterboxd. It's only got 106 ratings and has only been logged by 131 people. So uh, this one is one of the lowest sort of uh, watched ones we've covered. So what are my early thoughts on this one? Uh, this is utter garbage. Uh, I wanted to turn this off at so many moments. Uh, this has just got such a poor attitude towards females and there are no laughs to be had at all in this. This was a hard, hard watch. So... It's probably a good time to turn us off if I see that the listener numbers drop off from here. Uh, this is not worth your time, but I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about it anyway. So the characters in this one. So Eamon, he's our main character. He's this overweight worker at this resort. His best friend is Jane. And as I mentioned before, he's, he's the one that's completely oblivious to her, her feelings towards him and pretty much anyone in the world except himself. He is obsessed with finding love, though, and, you know, I think he's more focused on physical love than any sort of uh, attractive female that works through this hotel. It's like he falls for her straight away. So when this uh, almost influencer called Sophia rocks up, 
he becomes smitten and his goal is to to go on a date with her i guess jane on the other hand who we mentioned she's obviously struggling to tell Eamon how she feels about him and this has been going on for years everyone treats her pretty poorly in this film i would suggest the owner of the resort where they work um you know jane's a kitchen worker there he decides that jane needs to teach all the other workers there how to speak english because they've got a special guest coming so she's sort of used and abused a little bit and the way that Eamon treats her is just horrendous to be honest um pajo he's uh Eamon's mate, I guess. Um, he's friends with with Jane as well, but he's obsessed with videoing or recording everything and, and playing pranks on people that just aren't funny. Um, I mean, yes, he's, he appears to be Eamon's friend, I guess, but he's always getting in the way of anything happening between him and Jane and always picking on him about his weight. So I'm not sure why anyone likes him. <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused with all the characters in this. The other side characters in this film, Josh is uh, this must muscly guy who tries to hit on anything that moves really just gross uh, Maznan he's the boss of the hotel he's the one that's trying to force Jane to teach everyone English all he cares about are the five star ratings the hotel's got to keep up so he's pretty lame MC's this lifeguard at the pool Whack works at the front of the house of the hotel then we've got the, the intruders or the visitors I guess so Sophia and her friends Amelia and Maria She's this social media star that all the boy the boys are sort of got this gross male gaze on them. They obviously they turn in this film too. It's a spoiler, but they turn. They're the, they're the villains really. And then the other character is uh, Tengu uh, Iskanda. He's this big wig, um, or his father's a big wig, and he's the son of this big wig who gave the hotel five stars originally. So you know everyone's trying to impress him and make sure that he gives them five stars too. And, and it's gross. He's got like this bunch of servants that almost do everything for him too. Just appears really really weird so i thought that was weird too um the director adrian tear he's got 13 director credits 20 producer credits all look like they're malaysian uh not much more to say on the director for this one at all we talk about the scenes though what are some scenes that stood out what are some things that i didn't like the things that i liked are very minimal um and we'll start with those there are there are i guess they're trying to make a lot of jokes about english in this film and how important knowing english is there's this one english joke that worked where Eamon loses it because Sophia's left him and she's, you know, they're, they're near a boat and Eamon writes in the boat, Sophia, you beach, B-E-A-C-H. I, I laughed. I thought that was funny, but the rest of it's all rubbish. Let's go through the rubbish. Bear with me. There's this Jasmine chick that, you know, she just checks in as eye candy for the boys, really. She checks in at the hotel. They're all trying to swoon over her to help her out. And there's like this love shot of her passing all the games. It was so lame. And then Josh talks to her and he says, oh, Jasmine, I can show you the world this one I'm not I'm not sold on I'm not sure if the film is smart enough to have meant that that as an Aladdin reference from the song from Aladdin I'm not giving them credit for it but that that was lame uh, there's this slow-mo shot of all the men in the hotel walking down the corridor and then Jane joins in it looks so cheap it's almost like that shot from Anchorman where they all walk together oh, oh so bad the laughs about poor English because of their accents like it was like I think one of the better ones was I asked people for um, you know I was asked for pepper and I got paper. Like, uh, not funny. Um, there's flashbacks. There's these three flashbacks of Jane trying to tell Eamon that she likes him. And they're always interrupted by Palio. Like, he's using a blender. He's drowning in the beach or he's slamming the door in her face. Just wasn't funny or original and repetitive. Uh, Eamon and his friends, they're all sitting on the couch at one stage. And Eamon, he farts. And it clears the room. And they're all like, oh, this is gross. Like, seriously, what, what, how mature are the, the filmmakers? Um, Eamon, like that idea of him being hopeless um you know with sophia uh, he's poor with his english he's hopelessly in love 
And then, you know, she says, this is such a beautiful place. And his response is like, yes, like you. Not funny. But they did that same line literally five seconds later. Just rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Um, MC, he's, there's a there's scene. He like spills ice cream on Wack. Wack's wearing a suit. And it turns into like this full animated sequence of, you know, jumping off a cliff and him dying and, and telling his wife that he loves her. Just random and weird boys in this film they, they're all singers apparently so any, they're in a band singing multiple times that was rubbish Eamon and Sophia go for this romantic walk near the water and the, the camera work was so off-putting there was like these weird angles and these cuts and these ups and downs really really off-putting um, there's a scene where they tell Eamon you know the boys tell Eamon the whole mess that they get into in, in this film is because he, of his girlfriend it's his girlfriend's fault and he's like no she's my ex these guys are all losers. There was no chance that he was ever going to be with her. It like, oh, rubbish. Um, there's a scene where Eamon's in a lift or an elevator with the villains and he farts again. Like, please, like that, not once, but twice, this stupid fart joke. Um, there's a scene where the chef of the, of the resort comes out to battle the bad team. He rolls his sleeves up. He does like this kung fu stance and then sort of just walks off while Eamon and the team all use water guns to fight people with real guns who had already murdered people. And the, the, the sense of this film is zero. Um, there's a shot where they thought, this might be creative. We've got a big shot of like a whole bunch of different staircases. So we'll have all our characters chasing each other up and down these stairs. Rubbish. It was crazy. There's this standoff where they all just end up putting cutlery to each other's necks, like holding them like as if they're at gunpoint. Rubbish. Um, there's this scene where they set a wire across a corridor to trip people up and the villain just walks around it. <laughs> Lame. Uh, Eamon and Jane, they end up defeating the baddie in a gift shop. And he asks, you know, Eamon's like, is it true? Do you really like me? And she's like, yes. And he's like, oh, I like you too. Like, oh my God. The the fact that this chick has hung around and just accepted this guy's love is ridiculous the way he treats her. Um, the, towards the end, there's this fight in like this water park. And then the guys, we've obviously seen them watching wrestling earlier and they wear wrestling t-shirts and stuff. But then there's like this tombstone move where they do this on the villain to knock him out. I think it's a tombstone movie. <laughs> I haven't watched WWE in a long time. But then they say, can you smell what The Rock's cooking? The Rock hasn't been relevant in wrestling for a long time. This is not 1996. Um, and the final fight on the beach, it goes into that animated style version again. Why, why, why? Oh man, this, this film really frustrated me. Uh, themes, ideas. What's this film trying to say? Anything that it was trying to say is outdated, woeful, or wrong. It was like, you know, um, the idea of failing to, to realize true love if that's what they're trying to say, that, that idea that you need a woman in your life because she makes good cake. That's literally the only reason all of them want Jane around is because she makes a good cake. Rubbish. Um, the idea that women are interested only in rich men, like they play that line so much. Absolute rubbish. The idea it's okay to mock people if they're overweight. There's no consequences or, or stopping of that. Rubbish. And, and again, that idea of skin color, which we see a lot in international films, but that idea of your skin color and the idea that speaking English is super important, which it's not. So this, this film really frustrated me. What else did I take away from this film? I th the subtitles were grammatically poor at times. <laughs> that really frustrated me. And considering how much the focus of this film was to be able to communicate in English, it was quite comical. Also, like none of the songs in this film, um, they didn't have the lyrics in the subtitles too. That frustrated me. The male gaze in this film was gross. And it took 55 minutes of this film before the action started. And then it was just like people randomly getting shot. And what for? Why did people need to die? It did not make sense. Did not make sense at all. Uh, some questions, some ponderings for this film. For me, this is a review from a guy called Umak Pakan Amika Pakan. 
And this is what he said. He said, calling this movie a train wreck would be underselling how bad it actually is. This is Chernobyl. This is SARS. This is the time I tried to make a souffle. This is a Boeing 747 crashing into the Hayward Fault, triggering an earthquake that causes California to break away from the continental United States and sink into the Pacific. <laughs> Great start. Then he goes on. Here are some things you could do that would be more fun than watching this film. Pushing a cotton bud into your ear to see how far it can go. Drinking a bottle of hand sanitizer. Passing a kidney stone. Diarrhea. No, wait, I take that back. With diarrhea, there is at least some relief after you've expelled all that poison from your body. Whew, I wish I wrote that. That is so good, so good, because this film is so bad. Um, The only other question, why on earth, and I sort of touched on this, why on earth would Jane keep persisting with Eamon? It does not make sense. He is so poor to her, why does she still like him? Move on, get rid of him, he's rubbish. Um, Let's wrap this up. I can't talk any longer about this film. We give the film a rating out of five for me. I couldn't wait to finish this. Just like I can't finish to wait this episode. These characters of people are so unrealistic that it's hard to get into it. Like we have this woman who's obsessed with a selfish, overweight guy who doesn't care about anyone but himself. It's almost like he just ends up with her because she's the next best thing in line for him. This film is gross all round. We're giving it a 0.5 out of five. Super low, super rubbish film. We're on socials. We've got Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter. The question, that I want to put out is why do these three terrorists want to kidnap Tenguk? Obviously he's made of money, obviously his dad's rich, he's wealthy, he's got all these servants, but there's no mention about, you know, we're kidnapping him and holding him ransom because we want money. It was just like, we're gonna take him. There's no explanation why. I'm guessing it's for money. Did I miss something? Fill me in, let me know on our socials. Tomorrow, back again, tomorrow. We've got a film from 2019. It's the Nigerian crime drama called Oloture. It's directed by Kenneth Gayang. It stars Beverly Ozu, Sharon Uya, and Onowumumi Dara. So give that one a check, a check out for tomorrow. I'll see you then. Thanks for hanging around, if you're still here for this episode. <laughs>